Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, if you're new to the show, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Superbook Sports, one of the newest but the best sports book to go live in the state of Tennessee with a clean and easy-to-use app, all kinds of odds boosts, and great lines for you to get in on the action. Superbook Sports available in the Android store or wherever you get your Apple apps. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for the best car buying experience possible since 1983, nearly 40 years. Two Rivers Ford has been going above and beyond when it comes to customer service. TwoRiversFord.com is how you can start your search online. And the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. The Intel Edge is what you need to succeed. We're talking Giants and Titans Intel tonight. If you want real estate Intel, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage is your place to go. So, in kind of looking at the uh in kind of looking at the Giants and and what they may what threat, what kind of threat they may pose, it's easy to look at a team like New York that is clearly not really moving forward or doesn't seem to be making progress with the quarterback Daniel Jones, who's in his fourth year or getting ready to head into his fourth year, uh, a franchise that really has not had a lot of success in quite some time. They've had odd playoff runs and certainly won two Super Bowls with Eli Manning, but the lack of success in the last five to eight years, let's call it, has been apparent to everybody. You look at the Titans as a five and a half point home favorite, you would say, okay. Tennessee ought to roll here, but as we know, week one, the results are always kind of wonky, and even if you are a heavy favorite, that's even more reason to be concerned. So let's take a look at a couple of different ways that the Titans can attack the Giants and that the Giants might try to exploit what Tennessee will do on Sunday in this game. Let's first start with your Two Rivers Ford take. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, wherever it is that you consume us, where do the Giants pose the greatest threat to the Titans on Sunday? It can be uh, it can be a new coaching staff, just the general unknown. That's a fair answer. It can be a defense that, while their personnel has undergone some changes, they have been stout in years past. Um, and Wink Martindale, who's the new defensive coordinator coming over from Buffalo, he has had or Baltimore rather, he has had great success, certainly against Tennessee. It can be Saquon Barkley and and the obvious threat that he brings when he's at his peak, although it's been some time since we've seen really a full sample size of how dangerous Saquon Barkley can be. You don't want it to happen in week one against your team, but all of these things I think are on the table. We'll talk about it together, and certainly I'll point out some things from you. You'll hear from Kevin Byard on these things here in just a second. Um... But for some of you, let's take a look at what your answers are right now. Pass Rush, says Lindsay on Facebook Live. She says, uh, but with their injuries, we will see. Yes, Aziz Ojolari, I hope I've pronounced his name correctly, and Kayvon Thibodeau both have been dealing with injuries. Now, we have not yet seen a Titans injury report. We have not yet seen a Giants injury report, but we will have the first one of the year available to us tomorrow. Now, what that will mean uh, is a situation 
where you will look at how the Titans will try to protect their weeks, their weak spots on the offensive side of the football, which right now looks like it would be a rookie in Nick Petit Frere making his first NFL start against uh, in week one against a team that is competent and that will be aggressive in trying to exploit his inexperience. And if they don't have their top options, well, then it'll be a little easier to survive. That's something to keep an eye on. Uh, defensive side of the ball says Ken Kane, if he agrees with Lindsay, going to find out real fast what Titans, what the Titans have at wide receiver because the Giants will sell out against the run. That's from Nav454 on YouTube. I think there's a couple of different options that you can go with this, uh, looking at the Titans and Giants as a matchup. But I think that the more I think about it, there's one thing that really pops to me. I'm going to tell you what that is here in just a second, right after I tell you about Two Rivers Ford. Not only do they make the Two Rivers Ford take possible each and every night, but of course, they always go above and beyond when it comes to guaranteeing certain things for you. There aren't a lot of guarantees these days when it comes to the cost of things, especially when you have to wonder what interest rates will be in the future. My friends at Two Rivers Ford, as usual, always make things easy for you because they are offering guarantees like great prices and a locked-in interest rate when you custom order a 2023 model year Ford. Right now, when you custom order an F-150, an Explorer, a Ranger, an Edge, a Bronco, Escape, a Mustang, and all the new items or all the new vehicle models, they're gar- they'll guarantee 2.9% APR for 60 months for all qualified buyers. Two Rivers Ford always locks in the best rates for you because they always go above and beyond for customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So when I was looking at at what the Giants have been with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and the absence, obviously, of Saquon in certain moments and really him being one of the few players left on the roster for New York when last the Titans and the Giants played, which was in 2018, Mike Vrabel's first year. Now, they held Saquon down in that game, and that was a year when Saquon was having a fair amount of success. I think it was his second year in the league not his rookie season. But anyway, they held him down. 14 carries, 31 yards, and they shut out the Giants in the game. Now, Eli Manning was the quarterback, and the coaching staff was different at the time. I'm pretty sure it was still Pat Shermer, if my memory is correct. New York seems to cycle through coaches at a far greater rate than almost any other franchise uh, in recent memory. But when I looked at what matchup issues it may pose for the Titans' defense, given that it's you know the first game of the year and there's always some weirdness, I asked Kevin Byard the question, and I thought his answer was pretty telling. Play better this year in the opener than he did a year ago. Don't do what we did last year, I'll tell you that. Uh, no, nah, I mean, this is two totally different offenses. Uh, Arizona was definitely a tempo offense. They did some things that we're not used to. Um, and Kyle Murray, they did a really good, great job uh, with their receivers making plays. So I think for this game, Right here, obviously, and I've talked about it in the locker room last week, uh, I think it's going to start with 26. Uh, we're going to have to stop the run, but also stop a lot of the QB runs as well. I mean, Daniel Jones is very similar to Josh Allen. He's not as big as him, but he's he's broken 80-yard runs. This guy can really run, especially when he get in the red zone. We think he's going to have some QB run games, short yardage, things like that. Um, we're going to have to be great tacklers, obviously, with Saquon, but also uh, with Tony. 
And uh, that rookie, Robinson, I think he's a pretty good receiver who was at Kentucky. I think he's going to be real good. A lot of shifty guys, really good route runners. Um, and then at the end of the day, it's week one. So we can sit here and watch a bunch of Buffalo film from their offensive coordinator or uh, Daybo, who's the head coach now, and watch them, those things. But they're going to do stuff that we haven't seen before. And I think we just have to make sure that we're keeping our composure on the sideline and be settled when, you know, we might have to make some adjustments on the sideline because at the end of the day, it's always week one in the NFL, so you can expect anything. How much more cognizant of that do you have to be in week one, though, when you have a team like Buffalo that's or uh, New York that's had the turnover coaching staff-wise and personnel-wise? Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I always find it not necessarily tough, but when you're watching film, especially me watching film is during the offseason in week one, you really only can watch the personnel groupings or the guys that's there. But as far as the offense, you have to watch old clips of – you know, Buffalo and all these other teams. And the same thing on the offense. I think their defense coordinators from Baltimore. So they're watching Baltimore film. Because like I said, I mean, you're not, you don't really have a, a menu or as far as this team or what they did last year. So I'm big on watching personnel first and foremost. But as we come together as a team, we're going to watch a lot of Buffalo stuff. We've been watching Buffalo stuff as well. And some of the stuff that they are trying to – they carried over in the preseason. So, uh, I mean, that's the beauty of week one. You never really know what you're going to do. I honestly think that it's, more, it's going to be more about us trusting the stuff that we do. Uh, we're not going to go out there necessarily thinking about, hey, let's be prepared for everything. It's like, as a defense, I feel like we have to look at ourselves like it's offense. Like, we're going to go out there and attack. We're not just going to go out there and sit back and wait to see what they're going to do. Then we react. No, we're going to attack the entire game and try to set the tempo and set the tone. That lat. That last part from Kevin Byard, and that was Byard speaking with us at uh, rather before practice on Monday, um, A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. Byard's last part on on attacking because you don't know necessarily what New York is going to throw at you and all the different variables that go into a game, week one games anyway, because Nav asks who benefit from it, who benefits from it being week one more, the Titans or the Giants. Well, the answer is clearly the Giants because everybody knows what the Titans are. You know the personnel. The system is the same. The system has basically been the same since Matt LaFleur. And as long as Derrick Henry's on the roster, you know they're going to run the football and you know they're going to run the football with volume. You know there's going to be play-action passing concepts. You know that the defense is going to show you a lot of different looks, try to disguise. But obviously that becomes more complicated with Harold Landry. I have no idea what the Giants are going to look like on Sunday when they travel here to Nissan Stadium. I haven't the slightest clue. I know what Brian Daybold did with Josh Allen in Buffalo. I know that uh, Josh, or rather that uh, Daniel Jones is not nearly as physically talented as Josh Allen, but that there, as Kevin Byard said, there are some similarities where you can play to his strengths. They have not had competent offensive coaching around Daniel Jones, and I don't expect it to necessarily take right away in week one and for Daniel Jones to be a completely changed player. I think he does obviously have some limitations. And I'm sure he's picked up some bad habits for as long as he's been in the league and, and been kind of underwhelming. But there is there is no question that the week one randomness favors the biggest unknown. And the biggest unknown in this particular situation, which comes down to being the best place that the Giants can exploit the Titans, is that you largely don't have any idea what the hell this is going to look like on Sunday. The league doesn't. There's no tape of it. There's tape of their offense in Buffalo, but the personnel's not the same. There's tape of their defense from Baltimore, but the personnel's not the same. There are tendencies that you can study, but they've also turned over the roster. They're projected to have 13 new starters when they take the field against the Titans in their season opener here on the road. 
that obviously presents different variables that you can't really that you can't really account for. Now, uh, do I think that they will largely be successful? I do believe the Titans to be a better equipped team. Um, and certainly I think uh, I saw a lot of expert picks being made over the weekend, people tweeting all kinds of uh, all kinds of screenshots of like the NFL Network panelists and everybody I think everybody on the NFL Network panel that was asked to pick a week one game picked the Titans over the Giants, which is of course terrible news for the Titans or whomever team gets a unanimous decision. Yeah, that team should win. Never happens that way. Uh, or it almost never seems to. But I think the biggest threat that they pose is just generally, yeah, you don't know necessarily what to make of them. And you go about this thing trying to play to your strengths. It's not necessarily about game planning for the Giants because there's only so much game planning that you can actually do. You better self-scout and play to your strengths and execute your plan and see if it's better than what Brian Dayball and his staff have put together if you're Mike Vrabel and the Titans coaches. So we'll keep an eye on it, and certainly it'll be something that I think makes an appearance uh, more than once throughout the course of the 60 minutes between Tennessee and New York on Sunday. Uh, Andrew Lewis says, I hate when experts pick us to win. Yeah, you know, it always, it, I don't know why, it's it's the funniest thing, right? Whenever there is like clear and consensus opinion on anything, it could be, you know, the Patriots to win the Super Bowl with Tom Brady or the Kansas City Chiefs will win six Lombardis in a row or whatever the case may be. And everybody thinks that it's the right thing because it, it's the thing that makes the most sense. Titans have been a substantially better franchise than the Giants. They've been better coached, but this is different. Now it's a new regime. Now uh, it's somebody who has a proven track record of maximizing offensive efficiency. And for a quarterback that desperately needs it, you know, it's going to be something that they test out for the first time. We'll see how it goes. Let's uh, let's talk about where you think the best matchup is for the Titans. So in ways that the Giants may be able to take advantage of, you catch you on your heels once or twice, where does the matchup best favor Tennessee? That's the next question that we're going to ask you here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch uh, in the comments section. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about the people who, as always, make this show possible and who make the, uh, by the way, the return of the uh, Titan Game Day morning show. I won't have a bathrobe, but we will be doing perhaps, well, I guess I could technically go get a pumpkin spice latte. I heard they're available. Anyway, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage presents the primetime show and the Titan Game Day morning show, which makes its return on Sunday. You can go get the Intel Edge from the Ashton team just as the same way as you would do a scouting report if you were a football coach. You want to get the best possible information. You want to be able to put together the best possible plan. That's what the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage offers you with the Intel Edge you need to succeed. It'll help you sell your home for more. It'll help you find your next home while you sell your current one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. It'll help you cash in on your home equity right now. GaryAshton.com is where you go for more information and the official real estate agent of A to Z Sports Primetime and the Nashville Predators can be found at GaryAshton.com. So, where does the matchup best favor Tennessee at this point? I think you got to look at a couple of different angles. Uh, Noctrop on YouTube says, Buck's biggest wet dream would be complete and utter catastrophe. Okay, so, wait, listen, if, if we're going to be honest, we're going to be honest. That would be the best thing for the show. It would be the best thing for the primetime show on Sunday night because, of course, we'll do it at Nissan Stadium. 
it would be the best thing for the radio show. If the Titans were to go out and utterly implode against a, a team that they, I think they're favored over by five and a half points right now. Last time I looked at my Superbook sports app, yes, it would hugely benefit me for them to lose. Now, obviously, I only root for what's in the best interest of the show. So if I'm being honest with you, that's what's in the best interest of the show. I don't think it'll happen that way, but I didn't think they would lose to the Jets last year. I didn't think they would lose to the Texans last year. There's always one that makes you think, and you look at it and you say, oh, they'll have no problem with this. And then they completely poop themselves. And you're, every team has this, right? It's not just the Titans. Like every, every NFL franchise in 31 other NFL cities they would be talking about, yeah, there's always a letdown game at some point in the season against an inferior opponent. But if you're asking me what would benefit us the best as media, or at least in the talk show industry, certainly a loss, uh, you know, like, uh, honestly, like an ideal situation. If I'm just, if I'm just projecting Armando says a Titans hater. No, it's not. It's not that Armando. It's the, it's the strangest thing. And I wish I had a way to explain the behavior, but like people read articles more people interact with content more when their team, when something bad happens to their team, as opposed to something good happens to their team. Now, obviously I would rather cover a winning football team because you know you can't have people checked out in November because then what am, what the hell am I going to do right uh, you guys won't care anymore and then it'll cease to be interesting to you but like people tend to care more about their teams in losses rather than wins because if they win you don't got to worry about it you don't got to sweat it but if they lose then you're trying then you're going through this whole process of uh, process of grief it really is uh it really is it's an odd phenomenon I wish I had an explanation for it. It's just, uh, it's just the way things go. Uh, I, uh, it's, it is drama creates headlines. It's true, Alan. So the, the, the worst thing or, or the best thing for you is typically the worst thing for me. Think about that way. So every, every time the Titans win, it becomes just a little less interesting to talk about. You need a little disaster sprinkled in there to get people, uh, to get people up and, you know, fired up, but you know, we'll make do we'll make good content either way. Uh, let's. Let's talk about where the matchup best favors the Titans. Noah League says Traylon versus Adoree would be a dream come true. So I think that Adoree Jackson is obviously the first time you've played Adoree since he's uh, since he was cut from Tennessee. Um, you look at a uh, you look at a situation and say, okay, are the Titans wide receivers better than the Giants secondary? And I think that's kind of an unknown. Now I don't think the secondary for the Titans is very, or rather for the Giants is very good. At all, but I don't know what the Titans' passing game is going to look like in this first time out. Um, I think that based on their ability to rush the passer or lack thereof, depending on how you know what injuries end up uh, being, what injuries end up affecting them. Like we talked about, Old Jolari and and Kayvon Thibodeau, who may or may not miss time right now. It's likely that both of those players will be on the injury report when we get the first one tomorrow. Um, but I would think that the matchup, the matchup best benefits the Titans versus uh, the Titans defense, particularly against the pass versus Daniel Jones. Because if you're looking for a flaw anywhere on the roster, Daniel Jones has displayed a con- an incredible amount of inconsistency through his four years or through his three years heading into four as the Giants starter. 
Is it nice to prepare for a specific opponent instead of doing what you've been doing in kind of training camp and the spring for the last six months or so? Yeah, it's been fun this week. Um, you know, you kind of switch into game plan mode and, um, yeah, you're preparing for certain looks. We're kind of, you know, scheming up our offense to put us in the best position to, to uh, you know, make plays and succeed. But, you know, it's about us. It's about us executing our plays and, and doing what we need to do as a unit uh, and an offense. So. Um, you know, we're preparing for them, but we're really, you know, focused on us this week. And it sounds like Bayard, right? They're focused. On, and that's that's the that's more often than not how week one goes. You want to make sure you want to game plan yourself. You want to put yourself in the best position to succeed and see if your plan is better than the other team's plan. It's coaches against coaches, and that's the kind of chess match stuff that, you know, I, I really eat up. I'm sure you guys just want to see your team win, but how team X exploits team Y, I always find interesting. And what does it say about the tendencies for the rest of the year? We won't know about the Titans of the We won't know about any of these football teams till like a month in. And of course there'll be injuries that impact them and all these different things. Um, but I would think that Daniel Jones and his lack of efficiency um, and his inability to make good decisions post snap and what the Titans do so well on defense is confuse quarterbacks, whether it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, or anybody in between, Daniel Jones will make some plays. There's no question about it. It's not like they're going to completely neutralize him, but I do think that their best advantage plays well against what the Giants greatest weakness is, which right now I would think, I would think Daniel Jones is probably their weakest, their biggest Achilles heel right now on the roster because of course everything revolves around the quarterback and if the quarterback is if the quarterback is erratic as Daniel Jones has been um you know it oftentimes leads to problems now the offensive line in front of him has improved we'll see what Saquon Barkley is able to do I do like the skill position players that they have around him even if Kenny Galladay uh even if Kenny Galladay uh kind of uh kind of um, looks like he was mailing it in during the preseason, all these different things. Um, but I do like, I do like what the giants have on offense other than the quarterback, which we'll see what they, uh, how they go about it. Uh, we confuse quarterbacks buck since when Anthony ham, do you just not, do you just not watch your defense? Do you just, do you, do you just not pay attention to what your defense does pre-snap post-snap? how they affect quarterbacks, how, what, outside of rushing the passer, what you do with the line of scrimmage, what you do in zone exchange, uh, rushes, what you do with simulated pressures, all these different things. Are you just not paying attention to what your football team does? Because honestly, when you talk to people around the NFL, like the Titans on defense are one of the units that people around the league are like, okay, if I want to, if I want to turn something on, let me see what the Titans are doing. Cause they're really damn good at it. So clearly you're just not paying attention to your defense or, or you're not necessarily understanding how it is that your defense goes about exploiting these quarterbacks. But yeah, when your offense is shit, like it was last year, what's your best advantage? Making the quarterback have to think for an extra fraction of a second, hold the ball, pat it, whatever you got to do to make plays. Uh, did they confuse Zach Wilson and Davis Mills? Well, no, you know, I think in certain circumstances, it's not like Zach Wilson looked great. They just sucked that day. Like, other, they, these are professional athletes. Dudes make plays. Did you see Corey Davis have any kind of a game that he did the rest of the season? Uh, uh, in the in the rest of the season, as he did against the Titans, of course not. 
they're professional athletes. Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings because at any point, a professional athlete can get hot and go on a run. It's not like a, it's not like a, it's not like Zach Wilson or Davis Mills is any different. Now they beat Davis Mills. They lost to Terod Taylor. And clearly again, you're not paying attention because you would know that Terod Taylor was the quarterback for the Texans that beat you as opposed to Davis Mills, who you beat in the regular season finale. So I don't know why we're wasting so much time on this when you're clearly not paying as much attention as you seem to want everybody to think you are, but uh, we will, we will continue on and, you know, I would advise you to pay a little closer attention to your defense before you come in here so stridently saying, oh, I'm confused. Well, you're just not watching that or you don't that or you don't understand uh, what you're watching. And that that may well be well, that may be uh, that may be fine. Like uh, there's plenty of there's plenty of different things that uh, that, uh, you know, I watch on a regular basis and I have to watch it 17 times before I get what they're trying to do. And by then it's too late because they're on to the next play. These are this is how football works. All right, let's do a gone viral video uh, because Mike Vrabel press conferences are always laugh out loud funny, especially when he rips one of our heads off. And, you know, it's not like there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of NFL coaches who, you know, put on a bit of a show uh, who put on a bit of a show at their press conferences. But certainly when you look at a situation uh, for guys who have come off the Mike Vrabel coaching tree, because there have been several at this point, even though Mike's only heading into year five in the league. And I saw a clip today that made me laugh out loud for how much it reminded me of Mike. So I'm going to ask you this question, and maybe you haven't seen many of this other coach's press conferences, but whose press conferences entertain you more, Mike Vrabel or Arthur Smith? Because I'm going to play you a clip of art that will very, very much remind you of Mike. And again, it is laugh out loud funny. Uh, so let me know how you feel about it. And we will talk about it together. If you haven't seen the video, don't you worry. I'm going to play it for you momentarily right after I remind you that Superbook Sports is the place that you need to be wagering this football season. They wager or they accept wagers on every major sport in the Superbook Sports app. Very simple to bring Vegas to the palm of your hand, whether you're an Android user or Apple. Superbook Sports is the place to go. They've got lines up right now for every NFL regular season game right now available from week one through week 18 in the Superbook Sports app. They have great odds boosts for you to cash in on local teams like the Vols or the Titans. Great Derrick Henry props that they have odds boosts on. All available to you, especially when you download the Superbook Sports app. They will match your first bet up to $1,000, whether the bet wins or loses. It's just that simple. Enjoy the football with Superbook Sports. If you want terms and conditions, go to Superbook.com. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, whose press conferences are more entertaining? Vrabel or Arthur Smith? Now, it does not appear that we have a Vrabel clip to play for you, but you guys have seen Mike go at us hard enough. Watch Arthur Smith respond to a question about Desmond Ritter as his backup quarterback and tell me this doesn't remind you of Mike. I'm going to follow on the Ritter thing. We're saying how, how much do you... I'm not answering that. No, no, no. Like, but, but, okay, cool. I'll let you finish how, if it's a good much, question. How much during the week do you need to... Do you work him, say, with the ones or twos This is all? painful, guys. Okay. It's absolutely... This is brutal. No, I, I just... This is brutal. Just you can get on a podcast. You can get online. You can argue with the clouds. You can argue with the with the Russian bots. Don't care, guys. We're trying to prepare a game to go win a football game. I'm, I'm at more. I, I mean, 
Ritter's obviously your backup, but I mean more. I mean more. Sorry. I mean more. Same way we'll work Chuma, we'll work Gossett, we'll work Effetti. Everybody that's on the active roster has to prepare to play. This, uh, listen, I have been that, I have been a, a in a situation like that reporter where you're just caught up in the air and you're clearly drowning in the middle of your question. I've never doubled down the way that reporter did because he just kept trying to ask the question the way he wanted it asked. It's a terrible idea. Bail out. Pull the cord, baby. I've been in that spot before with Mike and it's not a pleasant place to exist. But when I tell you that I howled with laughter when the reporter goes back to ask Art the question again, he looks away, like kind of presses his tongue to his cheek, like, and then looks back at the guy. That was the most Mike Vrabel shit I've ever seen in any other NFL press conference, and it made me die with laughter. It was tremendously entertaining. Art clearly off the Mike Vrabel coaching tree. It is, it is cringeworthy. Eject, says Derek R. Yes. But again, it was very funny. The guys are laughing. Yeah, the reporter's laughing at the other reporter, drowning in his own words. Uh, it's a it's a hostile environment out here in these streets. That is absolutely correct. That's why you always have to keep your head on a swivel, no matter what press conferences you're in. Good stuff. All right, tomorrow on the radio show, we've got Bud Dupree at 11.15, right after the Titans wrap up their practice for the day. We've got Vandy quarterback Mike Wright, who has been on an absolute tear through his first two games. Vanderbilt 2-0 on the season and a big game this Sunday against Wake Forest. So Bud Dupree at 11.15, Mike Wright at 12.20. It's going to be a great time. The radio show from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Check out the live stream, just like you watch the primetime show. Just head over to the 104.5 The Zone's YouTube page, and you can subscribe there and get a notification every time our radio show goes live. The rest of the week, we've got Delaney Walker coming on. We're going to have a lot of great guests as well. Coach Dave McGinnis, of course, on Friday. A couple of my friends who cover the Giants in the New York media are going to stop by. It's going to be a lot of good football content and conversation. So make sure you're checking out the radio show. And a new install with Greg Cosell tomorrow. Subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great rest of your evening. Uh, we will end the show as we always do by just go ahead and peacing out for the night. There's All right, we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but it? We got a couple more questions. No, nope, that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. <laughs>